Hey, hey, Sedano and LZ with you here. Got a busy Burr. show for you. Speaking of the Lakers, world champion head coach Frank Vogel at 5 o'clock. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, LZ, how are you on a Friday? I'm fantastic, brother. I think I'm done with the Christmas decorations, which... Is LZ there? You can't hear me? Hello, hello, hello? I don't hear LZ. Maybe he's just well, uh, shooting some good. baskets. Oh, there you are. There no, you I, are. I, no, I, I've been here the whole time. I'm not quite sure what happened. Yeah. Now okay. Just been how are you chatting. on a Friday now that we can hear you? I've already told you. Now I feel like you didn't care. Well, we're off to a resounding start, clearly, on the show today. <laughs> I'm great, man. I got all the Christmas decorations done. Mm. Yes, which, you know, for me is almost a record. You know, sometimes it's like Christmas Eve and I'm still putting out bulbs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a procrastinator kind of in general, too, when it comes to that stuff. Uh, although... Um, Mrs. Sedano put up a lot of the lights already. I was, uh, I wasn't even like, I wasn't even aware uh, until I went outside and I was like, oh, hey, okay, cool. I guess that hey, happened. Can I ask already. you a question? Yeah, it's a very personal question. Sure. When did you decide to call her Kells, and when you decide to call her Mrs. Sedano? I don't know. It just whatever. What, what triggers that? Nothing really. Oh, well, sometimes she's Mrs. Sedano, and sometimes you know she's Kelly. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes it more sounds more formal when she I, does I, stuff that I probably should be doing, right? I have a political mind, so I'm always trying to funnel <laughs> things into patterns no, and mean, trends really and no, stuff. No rhyme or reasons any of that stuff, but uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Compute. But she did a lot of the work apparently already. I wasn't even. Right. I was like, all right, I guess I should get around to it. And then I went outside. I'm like, oh, oh, it's almost um, done. Did, okay. Did you at least go in the kitchen and make her a sandwich afterwards? <laughs> I should have, right? Yeah. Um, no, I did not. I did not do that. Um, so there's that. But, LZ, the schedule did come out today. I did notice that. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to kind of uh, take a look at that. And for the Lakers, um, I feel like, you know, look, everyone's going to focus on the Clippers, right, and the Christmas game and all that. But I'm looking at the rest of that, and the thing that stood out the most, and, and look, I think the league did them a favor, okay, mm -hmm. is that they have the least amount of back-to-backs, at least in the half of the schedule that's been released by the league. The league is going to play 72 games. They've released 36 games approximately. And the Lakers have five back-to-backs. Uh, them, Miami, Houston, and there's one other team that I can't remember off the top of my head that has only five. Uh, the teams that have the most have nine, uh, which is a lot, <laughs> I feel like, in 36 games. But uh, but they are not one of them. And they, the league did the two representatives of the conferences in the finals a, mm -hmm. a huge service, which they should have. They did. They did. There, there are a couple of dates that are a little disappointing for me. Um, but, you know, maybe the league was thinking another way. First thing that jumps out at me um, when I look at the schedule is that there's no game on January 26th. Um, I anticipated there being one so that um, the Lakers could be the franchise to mark, you know, that anniversary. Um, but clearly the league either didn't want to or maybe they got pushback from the Lakers franchise. Maybe they didn't want that date to play on. Um, but that's the first thing I checked. And then the second thing was just LeBron's birthday. Um, mm -hmm. You know, where would he be? Will he yeah. be home, you know, or will he, uh, you know, be on the road? They decided to put him on the road, which I guess doesn't really matter because we're not going there to be say happy birthday anyway. I was there for his birthday last year. They had a home game last year, and I did the walk-off interview with him. Um, so yeah, they are playing the Spurs though on that day, which, um, yes, but at San Antonio, correct, correct. Right. Which won't be a nationally televised game either anyway. So, right, right. So that was, that was a bit of a bummer, but overall, you know, the matchups are the matchups. Um, 
You know, it's uh Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just noticed. They're what? playing the Spurs on the 30th and on the 1st, which means the Lakers are doing New Year's Eve in San Antonio. How many cities in the NBA would you not want to do New Year's Eve in less than <laughs> San Antonio? Let's see. I certainly wouldn't want to be in Cleveland. A hundred percent. I would not want to be in Cleveland. <laughs> would not want to be in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Detroit. Um, no offense. No, no, none taken. I wasn't yeah. in Detroit for most of my New Year's Eve, so right. I'm not offended. Right. <laughs> um, I think it's actually easier to say where I would want to be. No, because there's not that many less than San Antonio, I, in my opinion. Um, I have Cleveland, Detroit, Indiana, Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, Denver. Sacramento. No, I think Denver's better than San Antonio. Is it? As a city? Is it? You got recreational, dog. You got recreational San Antonio. You got a whole river to walk. No, no, no. Recreational. Oh, you mean recreational? Yes. As in quote unquote recreational. Yeah. Oh, well then, yeah, let's put Denver on twice. Yes, exactly. So of course I'm keeping yes. Denver. Oh, Milwaukee for sure. Milwaukee. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, that's pretty much it. Minnesota. Yeah, Minneapolis. Too cold Number one city. Yeah. Number one city for you for New Year's Eve? For an NBA city? I mean, it's either L.A. or Miami, I feel like. Or New York, right? One of those three? New York is actually trash for New I Year's I feel like Eve. it's overrated personally, but I know people it, it, like it. You know? it's, it's trash, man. Because really, um, you know, all the attention is focused in on Times Square. When I lived there, just prompted all of us New Yorkers just to stay home. Yeah. Like, we didn't yeah. want anything to do with any tourism at all. We did our partying either the night before or something yeah. like that. But we really treated New Year's Eve like Jersey night or amateur night. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, that's just kind of the case in general. So let's make it three. Your top three cities that you would least rather spend New Year's Eve than San Antonio <laughs> in the NBA. Make it a top three. Cleveland no, is a Cleveland? consensus. Yes. Cleveland. Uh, Sacramento. Cleveland, Sacramento is in there. Yeah. Sacramento is, is, a, is definitely a top two seed. And then it gets tough for the third season. I'm going to say Oklahoma City, dog. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Oklahoma City. I know, City. They, I know they're trying to be, make it a thing. Yeah, but it's and not. And I'm sure it's, a, I'm sure it's, it's the thing for that part of the country, it's but it's not. not. It's not. It's, it's not. not. They're yeah. they trying, though, dog. Yeah. They are trying to make it a thing, and yeah. I applaud them for their efforts. I do applaud them. Greg, top three cities uh, that uh, you would want to be – Top three cities you would least want to be stuck in uh, for New Year's Eve that um, would rank below San Antonio. I had a bad experience in Oklahoma City, so Oklahoma City is definitely right at the top of the yeah. list there. Mm-hmm. Um, anything cold, so Milwaukee, Minnesota, like you guys said, and Charlotte. I don't have any interest in being over there yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, Charlotte is actually not sneaky. as bad as you think. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's sneaky. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cleveland is, is a one seed, okay? And, oh, and yeah. I, listen, I did a Christmas game in, in Cleveland one year. It was Ooh. the worst Christmas experience I've ever had. Not even close. It was so sad. Like there was, no, And this was pre-LeBron like LeBron returning. This is when LeBron was there the first time. So there weren't even like the nice stuff around downtown yet at that arena. Um, like I had some really bad Chinese food for Christmas that year. <laughs> it was the Dog. worst. Uh, it was so bad. Dog, we had an assignment. Um, we were doing this project with the Cavs one yeah. year when I was still the magazine editor. Right. 
And um, we scheduled the whole thing yeah. so we could fly in yeah. and fly out on the same day in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. And Sacramento <laughs> for sure is in there. Laura, what's your three in the NBA? Which, with, which three NBA cities would you least want to be in for New Year's Eve as the Lakers are stuck in San Antonio for, that, for New Year's Eve? Cleveland, Charlotte, and Phoenix. Okay, y'all don't Phoenix. Phoenix. Really? Oh no, no, Phoenix. You can go good. to Scottsdale. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can hang out with LZ. Yeah, you come to my oh. house. Phoenix. Oh. Phoenix is pretty okay. Like I'm good with Phoenix. Like there's way worse cities than Phoenix. But sure. but I will I say this, Phoenix. Um, I'm sure you did. Uh, <laughs> I will say this about Phoenix though. If you're under forty, maybe under thirty-five. Yeah, it's it Cougar Town. Is, it is. Say uh, <laughs> it's Cougar Town. <laughs> You know it's, what I'm saying? Yes. It's what it is. It's Cougar Town. If you're in your 30s and 40s and a divorcee, you are good in, in, in Phoenix. Bruh, this woman hit on me, and when I told grandma I was gay, she looked at me and says, for now. And I was like, <laughs> damn, girl. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. That's so funny. Um, speaking of funny, the Clippers uh, spoke today, LZ, and we were uh-huh. talking about leadership or lack thereof when it came to them. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking about leadership a lot this week, okay? Mm-hmm. And we talked about Anthony Davis and how you and I believe that three more years with LeBron would be good for him as far as, you know, yes. developing his leadership qualities or whatnot. Akeem Talib is going to join us in four minutes. So before we go to break, what do you think are the traits that most represent what a leader should be in the locker room? Because I want to ask him as someone who played in a locker room. I think the f- number one, lead by ex- mm-hmm. lead by example. No mm-hmm. one wants to follow a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And then number two, be authentic. No one wants to mm-hmm. follow someone who's pretending to be right. something. Yes. So authenticity. Uh, obviously, you have to have a, a a specific skill level, right? I think there you can't yeah. be a scrub per se. Um, you can be, you actually can be a scrub. You just have to be aware of it. Right. Like you there's can be a, a, leader. a level of self-awareness. Right. But I'm yes. not saying, like, I, I mean, first of all, there's no scrubs when you have a league of 450 people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's true, that. True. Um, but what I would say is that you need to have a certain level of self-awareness, authenticity, and skill level. And it doesn't mean you have to be a superstar. It just means that right. you are good at a, 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 few, a few things. You know what I like mean? Like, you're going to do something like when you come onto the floor, whether you're a starter or a bench Something's going to be good. Something good exactly. is going to happen. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yes. So I, I think those are those are the same traits. And I'm curious to get a keep to Leib's thoughts. We're going to talk football with him. Um, and uh, we will ask him uh, about that. And we'll talk to him about the Rams, the Raiders, the Chargers, and everything going down in the NFL this weekend. Frank Vogel at 5 o'clock. Stick around for that. Santa Key's coming to town, too. We will uh, have that for you today on the show. Stick around. We're back in two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Don't forget Santa Key's coming to town, stuffing your stocking with Lakers goodies and collectibles. Keep listening for the sounder of Santa Key coming down your chimney. Once you hear it, be caller 7 at 877-710-ESPN. You pick a stocking from the 710 fireplace, and we got Laker goodies for you on the home of your world champion Lakers, 710 ESPN. We're also the home of the Rams, uh, obviously, and uh, we'll be talking some NFL football with our friend and former Rams Super Bowl champion, Aqib Tlaib, joins us now. Of course, check him out on Fox Sports, doing great work there, calling games uh, with that particular crew. So, Aqib, hope you had a great Thanksgiving, man. We got a question for you, though, before we get to um, football with you. LZ and I were just talking about leadership, right? And we were talking about the NBA, but I think this transcends any sport or any locker room, really. And I, we were just going to ask you, like, what are two or three specific traits that the best leaders in any locker room you've been in have had? <laughs> okay, traits of a leader. Uh, well, they probably, is, is, is they're going to be a, a, a a-hole sometimes. I don't know if we can cuss on the radio. I, no, a-hole I is fine. Know. You can say that. We're a-hole good. A-hole is good. A-hole. A-hole. Yeah. You, you got to kind of be an a-hole because you're going to be the guy who wake guys up when they sleep and, and when they late, you're going to have something to say. So you, you, you kind of got to be an a-hole. Uh, you got to be a pretty good player. You can't be a, a, a bench rider. You could be a you could be a you could be on the bench and be a leader, but the best leaders they're gonna be the guys who who practice and what they preach. They're gonna be in the game doing it, and and, and you 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 got to be pretty uh, just an on time guy. You can't be late and, and call yourself a leader. Yep. I, I, so basically, what you're saying is, if the reporting from the Athletic is true then the Los Angeles Clippers don't have any leaders. <laughs> I don't know if I don't you know, saw I don't that. I those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> when you look at the, a team like the Rams, for instance, which has an all-pro quarterback, but he's not necessarily a demonstrative figure and not a very vocal figure, can that person still be the leader of the team, or do you need to be a vocal person in the NFL locker room to assume that role? No, you don't. You don't. Like, uh... JD is not he's not real vocal like that, but he's all the other things, man. He's he's gonna be the first guy there. He's always on time and he practices super hard every day, man. He studies super hard. So those kind of things rub off on guys and when you say, Come on guys, let's go. We need to you know what I'm saying, when you do say something, it speaks values because it, it's exactly what you do. You know what I'm saying? You're practicing what you're preaching. So so you don't you don't have to be a vocal guy to be a leader, man. Your actions, your actions just have to speak louder than your words. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Um, when you look at this Rams team, what stands out to you as far as th- this part of the team has surprised me this year? Uh, I would say the DBs, but I was in the room with, with Troy and Darius, man. And, of course, we all know about Jalen. But I was in a room with Troy and Darius and – and they was I always said they was two of the better movement moving DBs who I who I ever been around. And those guys could move. Period. Change direction, uh, slant and goes. Come out this break and run deep. Like they got quickness, they got speed. Man, both of those corners do. So that don't really surprise me. So man, maybe maybe the O line, maybe how the O line play. It ain't been perfect, but it's been good enough to you know have only had three losses. You know what I'm saying? So. I say I say I didn't know I didn't know if it was if it was going to be something that made the Rams three and eight opposed to eight and three at this point it would have been the O line and I think they they playing a hell of a they doing a hell of a job. Is this defense better, as good as, or not as good as the defense you were part of with this team? 
Uh, our defense was pretty good. Now you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I, I know it was, bro. That's why. Yeah, I, that's why I'm asking. We we had some playmakers on that defense. Uh, let me see. Now, I say we was better. Our defense was better, man. You know, we we you make it to the chip, you get to the chip. Pretty good numbers year round, and uh, you hold the Patriots to twelve points or whatever we did. So until they do that, we was better. I feel you. Akeem Tlaib with us here, former Ram, of course, Super Bowl champion, now works with Fox Sports calling games. Um, they're playing the Cardinals this weekend. How much of a problem is Kyler Murray, man? That kid is really good. Yeah, definitely, man. A huge problem for the uh, entire NFL. Just being able to – the quarterbacks who can create extra time, create them extra seconds, an extra second or two, those are the guys who are who are big problems, man. The Josh Allen, you know what I'm saying? Guys like that, uh, the Deshaun's, guys like that, the uh, Patrick Mahomes, the guys like that, the Kyler Murray's. So, man, they just got to, you know, you, you practice it all week. They know they're going to have to play, so they know they're going to have to stay with guys. They know they got to keep him in that pocket. So, it's easy to say it's going to be a lot harder to do. You think the Rams, you said the Rams have got to get to the championship game to show you something. Are you betting on them doing just that when you look at the NFC? Or is there no, another team out say, there that has your attention? I didn't say they got to get to the, the the championship to show me something. I said they got to get to the championship if they're going to say they're better than our defense. If that defense is going to say they're better than gotcha. our defense, then they got to get to the Super Bowl. That's what I said. But but uh, this 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 defense is good, man. I think, that, I think they're in a good spot, man. They got some tough games coming up down the stretch. And I think you want that. You want some tough games down the stretch so you could be playing competitive football going into the tournament, man, going into the playoffs. So I think this defense could get it done, man. I think I think they got all the pieces. They're stopping the run. They're stopping the pass. They're creating turnovers. Guys is getting better and better every week, man. I think they're gelling more. They're learning this defense more and more every week. So we've seen them play against the best, play against the top offenses so far. This will be another test on Sunday. But they stood up so far, man. They're doing pretty good. So. I think they can do it. Akeem, let me ask you this. Let's switch gears and talk about the Raiders for a second. Are they good? <laughs> Hell yeah, they're good. Okay. They're good. They got they got one of the best leaders. They got one of the best leaders in the in the league. As far as John Gruden, man. Coach Gruden, he's a great leader, man. He had guys he had mediocre guys. I know it's the NFL and the and the and nobody is mediocre. But the mediocre guys of the NFL, he had them guys ready to go, thinking they better than they are, man. So that's 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 what, that's his strong point, in my opinion, is motivating guys to to play their hardest, and he definitely got those guys motivated. Where has Anthony Lynn done? What has he done for the guys? Say it again. What has Anthony Lynn done for his guys? How would you characterize his performance this season? Uh man, he he he, he better some injuries. Some guys been down, but uh, I mean they losing. They ain't winning no games. It's, it's they ain't got the momentum. They got a good team over there too. So football is a momentum game, man. You got to find a way to get two wins in a row and kind of build off that. So they haven't been able to stack those wins together, and uh, they're struggling right now. So I mean he's a great leader too, man. He's a great leader too. So you just got to find that rhythm, man. He ain't he don't got forever to do it. What do you make of Brady, your your boy, your guy? You played with him in New England. Uh, it feels like there's some like, 
you know, just tough getting on the same page, it feels like, at least from the outside looking in. What have you made of their progress? Because obviously there's a lot of eyes on them. Uh, I think they're straight. I think they're doing, I think they're doing they in a, a, a good spot as far as, you know, uh, seven and five. That's a, that's a decent spot at this point. They, they schedule not too bad coming up. And it's not going to be perfect because they, 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 they putting it together as they go, man. You bring AB, add AB to the equation halfway through. You know what I'm saying? But they, last games of the season is, is Falcons twice, uh, maybe the Lions and, Somebody else, somebody else from the north, either the Bears or the Bears or the Vikings. But man, they schedule not too tough coming up. Four games, man. This is a, this a great way to, for them to put four wins in a row. Great time for them to put four wins in a row and uh, going to the tournament with some momentum. So man, I think they're in a good spot, man. Yeah, the, the media say one thing, you know, that's the media's job, man. That's our job, guys. We we make it look like whatever we want it to look like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if Brady struggle, we gonna make it look like oh they're not on the same page. That's how we gonna do. It's our yeah. job, guys. So you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think they all in all, I think they straight though. I think they they got a great plan. They are on the same page. They know what they're trying to do because when they play good, the seven wins, they look great. You know what I'm saying? So I think they're gonna put it together, man. They're gonna they're gonna make some noise in the playoffs. Akeem, this is a really really important question. So I want you to kind of concentrate on this. I got you. We just discovered that the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be stuck in San Antonio, Texas for New Year's Eve. <laughs> what is the worst city you've ever been in for New Year's Eve? Ooh. Worst city for New Year's Eve? Uh, I probably have to say Lawrence, Kansas, probably. I mean. Like oh, when you were in college. <laughs> oh, okay. When you were in school. <laughs> school that probably was the low kids new year's that i ever was having you know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe in lawrence one time when we out there for whatever reason we had to stay out there for bowl game reasons or whatever but uh i definitely had to say probably lawrence there you go akib talib check him out on fox sports calling games does a phenomenal job of course super bowl champion and former ram friend of the program akib always a pleasure man stay healthy uh we'll talk to you soon and uh, if we don't talk to you before then happy holidays Happy holidays, guys. I appreciate it. Y'all take care. Hi, man. You too. Hey, thanks, take brother. Care. You too. There he is. Akeem Tlaib with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Don't forget, Frank Vogel's going to join us at 5 o'clock. Uh, coming up next, though, LZ, you and I uh, are going to talk about some of the issues. Uh, we, st- we talked about the leadership issues, um, but there's some stuff with the Clippers that was said today that I think needs to be discussed, plus a monumental moment for the NBA yesterday and for the country today. We'll tell you what that is in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. So it's funny, I, during the break, and thanks to Akeem Tlaib for joining us there on the Celebrity Hotline presented by Morongo, play it safe, good times. Frank Vogel's going to join us in a few minutes. Uh, we, he's going to join us at 5 o'clock, so make sure you stick around for that. Lakers head coach, world champion head coach. So it's funny, LZ, um, when I was talking to you earlier during the 
pre-show meeting, um, my wife, Kelly, was gone. She had gone to Costco. Mm -hmm. So I was here with um, both children technically. My son, Mateo, was napping. He naps around like 145 to like 4-ish, you know, 430, whatever sometimes. Um, so it's just my daughter, Aria, who's older. She's six. It's a little easier to manipulate, as, as you know, and just kind of handle. Um, so um, I noticed during the break, I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Is she back yet? Because I'm like, it's 440 something. I haven't heard crying yet. Like, I'm like, so I went out there and I saw her car was here. So I'm like, all right, we're good. Um, but then I opened the fridge because I wanted to get something to drink. We got a, I got a, I got a small fridge here in the garage. Um, that I can just get to stuff quickly without having to go into the house because uh, my office is right next to the garage, like this kind of guest room office I have set up here. And I know we were talking about stuff that our spouses eat that we don't like. And I, so I opened the fridge and I noticed this huge tub, like jar of kimchi. Now, I love Asian food. But I don't love kimchi. Like, I don't love – first of all, I'm not a super-duper vegetable person to begin with. Like, I okay. eat – I eat salad, you know, I like spinach, right? I like Brussels sprouts. I like things that, you know, you can throw some dressing on and stuff. And I know kimchi, you know, ha there are kimchi fans out there. I get it. But it's just not fans? for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are fans. Um, it's just not for me. I don't love the way it smells. I don't like the way it tastes. Um, and, again, I love Asian food. Like, you cannot give me enough um, – uh, sushi, uh, Japanese food, uh, Chinese food, uh, you know, Korean food. Like, I'm all in. But I just don't love kimchi. It's just not my thing. But there's kimchi in this house by the boatload. She literally went to Costco. Now, she got all the stuff you get at Costco. But also, I did not know they sell a industrial-sized kimchi uh, at Costco. And I found that out today. What is something that outside of clearly, um, you know, uh, mint chocolate that Steve eats that you're just like mm, not for me man ain't doing it sorry oh black licorice yeah black licorice tastes like nothing to me black yeah. licorice. oh it, it has a very specific taste to me and yeah? it's taken me a long time like i eat it because we're watching tv he's snacking on it and i'll have a piece or two but i've never gone to a store to buy black licorice for myself <laughs> yeah me. and i never will <laughs> like it's just one of those things where it's not absolutely disgusting obviously I, as I said I've snacked on it with him but it's just one of those flavors it's like cilantro except cilantro you can control the amount that you actually eat a lot more than licorice that black licorice man that flavor comes out and it's just it is what it is it's unapologetic yeah. it's strong and it's bam um, but yeah that's about it he's actually not an adventurous eater I'm the adventurous eater like, I'll eat the hell out of some kimchi. Yeah, not my thing. Um, Greg, what is it for you, for your significant other? Um, she loves those flaming hot Cheetos. I'm not, I can't do it. They're just not very tasty. Or beans is the other one. What do you mean beans? Beans? Yeah, beans. Like hot just beans. any kind of bean? Just all yeah. beans? Most beans. Most beans. Who, hold on, like but who doesn't like beans? beans? Like, you don't, don't like, like beans? No. Like, no, all like beans? Like, well, except black for, beans? Except for, like, Fava yep, beans, no, nope, nope, pinto beans, no, nope, pinto nope, beans, kidney nope, beans, no, no, nope, nope, mm, jelly going. beans, can, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I like jelly beans. beans. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. I like edamame beans. I like green. Okay, beans. but oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, so where do you? Why do you draw the line at edamame? 
Uh, no, edamame is good. I like those. I don't know. It's just the 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 flavor, the texture of a regular bean, a pinto bean or a black bean is just not good to me. It's very grainy, and I just can't eat it. I will I will refuse anything that has beans in it. So bean pies are a no no. No, it's a no no. Can't do it. I'll let the nation of Islam know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nope. That's weird. Laura, it's weird. I'm stuck on the hot Cheetos. Like what? Who doesn't like hot Cheetos? I'm. Sorry. I can't. I can't eat hot. I, my 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 mouth can't handle it. Nothing hot. Well, I don't have a significant other, so. <laughs> This no, I know, but in in general, what are things that like in the past you've had significant others, right? So right. it's like, what are the things you're like, nah? Like who's significant right now? Just use them for the time being. <laughs> no one, but <laughs> um, okay. So I hate. Well, I I can't eat peanut butter, so the smell. Right. We know because you're uh, allergic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anything that has peanut butter and it's around me, it makes me want to throw up. So mm. when they're eating anything around mm. peanut butter, I have to. Yeah. Well, I can't even. Yeah. Them. yeah. I, well, sure. Right. You could right die. Perhaps. Right. Yeah. That that's not a good thing. Um, I, I I am hooked on the beans thing. Like you could never survive in a Hispanic household or a black household, Greg. Never. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's too bad too. But yeah, no, I I really wouldn't. Why I'd have to force bad, myself. You, you trying to tell us something, bro? No, just, <laughs> <laughs> I see you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He like, said it's too to bad, to George. How George, how did you hear that? He did, he, <laughs> and he said it. You know what? It's funny. He said it with like he with like a like a laugh. You know, it was like no, yeah, no. too bad, uh, too bad. Because <laughs> no, if, if I could handle laugh. some soul food or some I Mexican food, I'd be in the game, baby. I'd be in the game. <laughs> I mean, literally every meal in a Hispanic household that could have beans in it. Is that not accurate, Laura? Yeah, eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast. everything. Yeah, yeah you could never yeah, survive. Breakfast. What you, yes, un huevo what? frito, yeah. con frijoles, and yeah. some chile, and some guaroni tortillas, but tortillas. Right. What's wrong with you, man? You need more yeah. Mexican friends. For breakfast? Friends. Absolutely for breakfast. I have Mexican friends. Okay, I, like, I don't eat beans. Mm. I can't. Are these Mexican friends the kind you wish you would have been able to eat some beans with? Are they them kind of Mexican friends? I like the way you got it going on, Greg. I heard that, bro. I'm letting you know. I, I see you, player. I see you. I uh, I think there's a bit coming. Like I can feel like the open in the six o'clock hour is going to have a bean reference in it or something. Um, I feel like that's it. I wow, that's yeah. You couldn't even be like a vegan, right? Because vegans eat tons no. of. Beans. Too much, too many beans in there. No, yep, can't do it. Yeah, no. Yeah, heaven forbid you eat any of that protein. Ah, yeah, disgusting. You can. There's other ways to get protein, but if you're a vegan, not much. So let me ask you something, Greg. When you go to the club, you roll up on a sister like, "Hey, girl, what you cooking tonight?" And if she says black eyed peas and cornbread, you go, "Damn, I love cornbread." Cor- cornbread. <laughs> 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 I'm not leaning into that, LZ, Lost but I love cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> Lost another one. Damn. Kimchi Twitter is coming at me on, on Twitter right now. They're like, I'm a kimchi fan. You got to try this and try that. I know. I have tried it. It's just not my cup of tea. But at least Why I like beans. Why do people do that? Yeah. Why do people try to convince grown folks they haven't had the right one or whatever it is they don't like? Yeah. It's okay. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not, I'm, it's like, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I know I've tried kimchi enough. I don't like it's, it. It's all good. It's our natural thing, man. Yeah. I don't like Brussels sprouts. Well, had you tried them with? Yes. Yes, yes. I have. What about bacon? Yes, yeah. yes, with bacon. What about I mean, with bacon, yes. though, they are good as hell, you know? I mean, I like, I like Brussels sprouts. I'm just saying I've seen people try to convince other adults that they don't know what they're talking about and they just haven't had the right one. 
<laughs> That's too funny. It just needs to be cooked a certain way. Oh, it's too funny. All right, Frank Vogel's going to join us next. We'll ask him uh, what kind of food quirks he has, uh, and we will talk basketball with him, Lakers World Championship basketball with him, uh, and about his new roster and all that stuff. Uh, coming up in two and a half minutes, Frank Vogel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Frank Vogel going to join us here in a couple of minutes. Champion head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Uh, the House LZ, I mean, this the NBA, actually, let's start there, two days ago decided that it was not going to test for marijuana, um, and it looks like they're going to try to just take that away completely, Those uh, the test for marijuana, which I agree with. I mean, look, 11 states, including D.C., have uh, recreational. 34 states have medical. Uh, four more states add, tried to add recreational. Like, this is where we're headed. Uh, but the House today historically decriminalized cannabis federally, which I thought was a, a a big moment. And you would know better than I based on what you do outside of sports. Is that a fair assessment? Well, I've written extensively you know, over the last almost 10 years of all of my platforms advocating for marijuana to be removed from the federal no-no list because of the history of how it got there in the first place, right. which, was, which was steeped in racism, and anti-hippieism from Richard Nixon. It wasn't steeped in science. He simply just wanted a way to stop all the protesting and to stop black people from protesting for their rights. So he put marijuana on that list because he knew he could use that as a way of getting in meetings and things like that. We know this from history, right? So if that's how marijuana ended up on this list to begin with, why in the hell are we still holding on to this deeply prejudiced perspective that's not rooted in any science whatsoever? So I'm glad to see the House make this move. I know Vice President-elect Kamala Harris introduced a bill to the Senate last year. I'm not quite sure if there's any traction with that, though I doubt it with the current construction of the Senate. But this thing needs to go away, man. It needs to go away not so that I could smoke pot all the way around the country, though that would be lovely. Yeah. Needs to go away because we need to correct this era in our history. Yeah, I'm with you wholeheartedly. I'm off, right? my, I'm off my high horse, pun intended. No, I, I'm with you, and not only that, like it, you know, it, 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 I, I would say also we should then, if this is going to be the case, um, get people out of the prison system too. That just that have these ju- offenses only on their record. Like it just seems silly, and we could uh, yeah. admonish some of those too, or not admonish, uh, expunge is what I meant. Uh, some of those records too, in those regards. Um, the NBA actually had a funny twist to it. Our buddy Matt Barnes uh, with the NBA's uh, testing situation and the fact that it looks like they're headed in the same direction where they're just going to abolish the testing. Matt Barnes tweeted at Adam Silver and said, hey, Adam, can I get those couple hundred grand back over the years uh, for when I tested <laughs> positive? I thought that was funny. It's funny, but it's legit. Yeah. You know, you got like fraternity and, and, and fraternity bros opening up smoke shops all around those 11 states you're talking about making money that has black and brown people in jail for doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, speaking of the NBA, though, uh, Kyrie Irving 
is in the news today, LZ. And I know Lord, you love yourself. No. Lord, I, no. I know you, Make it stop. You love yourself some Kyrie Irving. <laughs> and again, Frank Vogel is supposed to join us here in a few moments. Um, so Kyrie Irving has a as a individual public relations person. And she's a very nice young lady. She used to work for the Suns. And uh, she sends out an email blast to the media. And it says, a note from Kyrie Irving. COVID-19 has impacted us all in many ways, so I pray for the safety and health of our communities domestically and abroad. I'm truly excited for the season to start, and I'm also praying that everyone remains safe and healthy throughout this journey. No problem. Here's where it gets interesting. Instead of speaking to the media today, I'm issuing this statement to ensure that my message is conveyed properly. Okay. I am committed to show up to work every day, ready to have fun, compete, perform, and win championships alongside my teammates and colleagues in the Nets organization. My goal this season is to let my work on and off the court speak for itself. Life hit differently this year, and it requires us, it requires me to move differently. So this is the beginning of that change. In essence, he's saying he's not going to talk to the media this year. I mean, I guess that's kind of good, considering when he does talk to us, it's like, what the hell did you just say? The <laughs> earth is what? <laughs> right. So I mean, there's a part of me that's like, you know, like it, it makes me laugh because we just know his history with ridiculous sort of statements and positions like this. But just on a personal level, I just feel bad for my buddy Steve Nash, who I know personally has wanted this sort of job for some time and, and really has a brilliant basketball mind. And that mind is going to have to deal with someone like Kyrie who is unpredictable on yeah. some basic things. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? So it's just, yeah. It's too bad, too, because it's a really talented team. And I just get the feeling that their personalities – um, is going to prohibit them from reaching their their potential. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I mean, on the court, on the court, it could be you know I, I think that the sky's the limit for them potentially, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, speaking of the sky's the limit, we saw the limit be the sky last year for this man who joins us here. And by the way, that was what you need to know. Presented by Morongo, play it safe, good times. Our friend Frank Vogel. Champion head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers joins us here as they are getting ready to embark upon another season. And uh, Frank, first of all, uh, we ha I know we spoke to you shortly after winning the championship, so extra congratulations again. Hope Thanksgiving was great for you and the family, uh, as great as it can be uh, during this time. But what does it sound like in your head now, now that it is, uh, you have been a champion for a while, when you hear the words, champion head coach Frank Vogel? How does that hit you? <laughs> it's uh it's definitely very very humbling uh and it's it's good to talk to you guys um but you know it's you know the off season's uh past us now and it's it's time to get on to this next season i'm eager for this next challenge now coach last time we chit chatted with you i was encouraging you to like you know brag a little bit with your chest out but you hadn't <laughs> finished the job so i understood the hesitation <laughs> but now that the job is finished, can we get a little bit? I told you so. What y'all say, haters? What? How you like me now? Can we get just a little bit of it? I, I mean, to LZ's I like point. How it sounds when you're saying it more than when I'm saying it. <laughs> wait, no, wait, wait. No, I get it. I get it, Frank. But to LZ's point, there was a lot of noise around your team, it's right? It's fair to noise. say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was, but, you know, it, that, that's all noise. And, you know, in this business, if you're any good, you don't let any noise bother you. You know, you really don't pay any attention to it. You know, you're, you know, you're committed to, uh, to winning at the highest level and doing everything you can to be great at what you do. 
And, um, you know, that was my mindset all year. That was uh, most of our whole team's mindset. And that's why we were able to get the job done. I really wish you had just a little bit more Kanye in you, but I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Just a smidge more. A couple more, you know, maybe I'll loosen up a little bit. There you go. That's what I like to hear. There we go. Well, it's funny, Frank, before we even get to basketball, I was telling LZ, uh, you and I have spoken, you know, many times over the years here, and I I was telling LZ about your – uh, exploits spinning a basketball on a toothbrush on the David Letterman show. He had no idea. He'd never seen uh, the YouTube clips of you doing that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's something I'll brag on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. That, well, that was, you know, I had a lot of free time as a kid and, you know, trying to be creative with the basketball, stumbled upon some fun tricks and, um, you know, found myself on the David Letterman show. I had no idea the scope of it back at the time, but, um, you know, something that's, uh, you know, been fun to talk about uh, throughout my whole journey here. Uh, Coach, now that you are a championship coach and now you begin the job of trying to defend that championship, my question to you is what do you think is the biggest obstacle from you guys repeating? Well, it's tough to say, LZ. There's, there's really a bunch, you know what I mean? Um, first of all, you're dealing with the shortest offseason in, in league history uh, for our guys and for the Miami Heat, and, uh, you know, making sure that our players have the right time to, uh, to recover and have their bodies recover and mentally for them to, rec- to recover and get ready for another season, that's, that's one of them. I think the bullseye uh, becomes uh, bigger than ever in terms of uh, every team in the league is going to be circling the game against the Lakers uh, as their, their biggest game of the year. And, um, you know, that'll create an, a, another challenge. Um, the, the new protocols, the, the fact that we're going to be entering our first season in the pandemic outside of the bubble uh, creates a whole other set of protocols. We could have guys in and out of the lineup um, all the time, all year long whether it's uh, for a positive test or close uh, exposure to someone that tested positive, um, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a more challenging thing. And, you know, everybody uh, that I've, I've talked to about repeating says the number one thing you have to understand is that the, the second time through is going to be a lot harder than the first time through. And, um, you know, I think our guys have the right perspective on that. Well, Who did you that's talk to I... about repeating? You said the people you talked to about repeating. Who did you talk to about it? No, just uh, Jason Kidd for one, um, LeBron, um, you know, just just everybody that's um, you know that's, that's been a part of, of sports and been a, been a part of those. I would say those two guys come to my mind first, but um, you know that's it's sort of a you know a general um, you know a general knowledge of, of what it's like to repeat. I mean, it's just harder the second time through. Everybody's gunning for you. Yeah, you go from the uh, hunters to the hunted, sure, no question about it. Frank Vogel, head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. So, you know, you mentioned just kind of like having those conversations and whatnot. What have those conversations been like? I mean, you've got a a mostly veteran group, even though you've got some new pieces uh, to the puzzle that we can discuss in a moment, but... What have those conversations, if any, uh, that you've had been like about the challenges of this particular season? Well, they've, they've been just that, you know. Um, it starts with understanding that, that the, the second time through is going to be harder. 
And, uh, you know, like Jason Kidd and I have had extensive conversations about, um, you know, about what it's like. And it's all those things we just mentioned. You know, the big, the bullseye's, uh, tougher. You played longer than everybody else last year. So your guys are more fatigued. There's, there's more of a, um, you know, uh, a feeling good about yourself, uh, as opposed to coming in, uh, you know, with, with the edge, you know, like a team that just, uh, fell short. You know what I mean? So you've got to recreate that hunger, and, and you've got to be uh, more hungry, there, hungry than uh, the teams that, that didn't achieve this goal. And, um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of challenges involved with it. When the NBA season was released, what was the one thing you were most concerned about scheduling-wise? Uh, well, probably how soon everything was, was starting. You know, like I said, it's important for guys – uh, that, that grind and play at the intensity level that they play with uh, in the NBA playoffs uh, to have some time to, to recover mentally and physically. And, um, you know, like we said, this is the quickest turnaround uh, in league history and, um, you know, something that we'll have to manage uh, intelligently early on. Now, LeBron had uh, on the shop, he had President Obama on, and they were talking about, uh, I mean, he jokingly said that he may cherry-pick the first half um, because of the quick turnaround. You know, have you had any discussions with him uh, about, you know, managing him and his minutes? I mean, you guys did such a great job with that last year. I have, and, um, you know, it's, it's really just going to come down to, to being smart and, um, you know, just uh, getting daily feedback on uh, on how he's feeling and um you know we're we're going to do what's uh what's best for the the marathon and um you know we don't we don't know what that's going to look like today at this moment you know um you know we're going to we're going to prepare like we normally do um he's going to be involved in practice and uh you know look to to build up uh to the point where he's ready to play and um you know we'll continue to literally monitor that day to day week to week month to month now, shifting gears for a second here, our producer, Greg, just unveiled some very disturbing information about him. <laughs> um, he doesn't eat beans of any sort. He yeah, just doesn't like beans. When you're looking at your culinary habits, Coach, what's the <laughs> one quirk you have that when people hear this will be like, really, Frank? Really? Huh. That's interesting. Um well, well, first of all, are you normal? Do you eat beans like a normal person? Yeah, I'm. I'm mostly a normal eater. I, I eat almost everything. You know, I, I'm a big no onions guy. You yeah, me too. I, mean? I don't like onions in, in anything. But if you want to go quirky, okay, I will eat onion rings. <laughs> I'm the same <laughs> way, Frank. Yeah. I, no, I swear <laughs> to God, I am the same way. Wait, hold up. You yep. won't eat onions. Right. But if it's in the shape of a ring, it's okay. No, it's fried. It's just the fried. It's fried. There's, there's, there's all it is for me. a lot of stuff that if you fry it, it tastes pretty good. But anywhere yeah. else, it doesn't taste good. A hundred percent. I am a million percent with you there. There's no question about it. I will, tell, I will not put onions on a burger, but if they throw onion rings on the burger, then that's a different story. Yeah. All good, yeah. All right. I, I'm not sure what's happening here. It's literally the same thing. No, it's not. I'm with Frank. The fried part of it is different. It's yeah. like saying, I don't eat potatoes, but I love French fries. What the hell? What are you guys talking it's about? It's different than saying that. It's different than saying that. It, it, I agree. It is not the same. I, I'm with Frank on this. See, this is why he's We're a champion up a coach. 
Yeah, we're putting. We may put. We'll put up a Twitter poll after after Frank's out there, George. I'll bet if you put up a poll, I'll bet there's more of us out there that that agree with this. I will. Okay, you know what? I will do that here as soon as I ask you this next question, and then hopefully we'll have some early returns before you're done. Um, So let me ask you about a couple of the new guys here that you got on your roster. I don't know if they eat onion rings or onions at all, but uh, I do know that they can. I do know they can all play. Um, let's start with the guy you um, that first came over via trade, uh, which is Dennis Schroeder. And and look, obviously you've competed against him and whatnot in the past. Like what what stands out to you most about his game that maybe uh, people who watch the NBA would not notice right away? Well, I think I think the first thing you think about is the speed. I mean, he's he's, he's literally one of the fastest, quickest guys in in the entire NBA. And um, he's, he's near impossible to keep in uh, to keep in front of as a defender. Um, we've had a, a number of problems throughout the years trying to play against his teams, uh, both with the the guy guarding him and the, the bigs that come up in pick and rolls trying to trying to move their feet. Uh, he just has that downhill speed that I, I've always called him when we play him. You know, we got to figure out how to how to contain the speeding bullet, right? Because that's that's been my nickname for Dennis Schroeder. Um, but above this, above and beyond the speed, I just love the edge that he plays with. He's one of the nastiest competitors in the game, a guy that you hate playing against. And you, and you actually hate him, you know, when you're playing against him. But then when you get him on your team, you're like, I- I'm so glad I got that guy on my team now. Like, you know, the t- his teammates are going to love him here. And the rest of the league will, will be, you know, in that, that category of hating playing against him. So, um, you know, I just love the edge that he plays with. So when you say onion rings, do you mean like the whole stack <laughs> of onion rings or like just one or two? What are you talking about? I'll eat a whole bunch of onion rings. I know. I know. Yeah. So like, you would literally eat it. You could literally then eat an entire onion, but then look at me and tell me you don't like onions. Correct. This is, this is 100%. You're perceiving this the right way. All right. All <laughs> so, right. like, like right. Frank, do you have a habit burger near you? I do, yeah. Yeah, I love their onion rings. I got one near me, too. Yeah, I like most onion rings. Yeah. Get, get onion rings at a steakhouse. They oh, that's like true. Onion. The big ones. Yeah, yeah. And they're not as bready. Right, yeah. I'm with you. That's a great call. He's right. I'm sitting here, and I'm just baffled. I'm like, two people who claim they don't like onions are complete onion ring connoisseurs. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Do you it's Listen. Cool. It's it, normal. Let me ask you this, LZ. <laughs> LZ, you, you, you like wine? I do like wine. Do you like every kind of wine? Do you like red Zinfandel uh, or something like that? If you pour it in my glass, I'm probably going to drink Okay, it. well, whatever. I don't like red Zinfandel, but I like Cabernet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, it's still wine. All right, fine, fine. All right, I guess we'll ask another basketball question. Go ahead. Ask him onion- someone about someone else. That's weird onion ring people. Yes. Very, yeah. very disturbing. Yeah. Um. Were you taken aback at all by Schroeder's comments about starting? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, we, so we he's going to start? Um, he, he, well, he sees himself like a starter-level player, and, and so do I. He, and he absolutely is a starter-level player. Um, you know, where, whether we, we end up doing that to, to begin the season is still to be determined. Um, but he's, he's definitely going to be one of our most important players. And, um, you know, I, I, to me, that just shows the confidence that he has in himself. And that's what we love about Dennis Schroeder, you know, that he, he has that edge and confidence in himself that, uh, that, you know, that is necessary, quite frankly, to go out and, and kick people's butt the way he's, he's done over the last few years. 
Uh, by the way, Frank, I have put up the poll. I will tell you the results when we're done here. But uh, the early returns are 50-50. 50% of the okay. audience is with us. 50% thinks we're weirdos. But we'll, we'll discuss later. Um, so Frank Vogel, head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers, with us here. Um, all right, your in-city rival uh, is obviously a team you'll compete against again to begin the season. But you guys stole one of their best players. Uh, what was your reaction to that particular signing in real time well i'm a huge montrez harrell fan you know so for us to be able to add a player like that um someone that, that we we really thought was going to make a lot more money uh than than what he signed uh with us for um you know that's that's just some sometimes in this league you know a great player just falls into your lap and you, that you didn't think you were going to have uh, the ability to get because of your cap situation or whatnot and um, you know, for us to be able to uh, to bring him in here, um, you know, really is just something I'm I'm very excited about because, you know, like we said about Schroeder, he's a, he's a nasty competitor too, <laughs> and uh, you know, just physical and and he's just a winning player. So I mean, we've we've added some really good pieces, um, you know, to our ball club that that was already obviously very good and good enough to win a championship last year. And you know, if if the second year is harder. You know, it's necessary to try to get better and not just come back uh, complacent and as is. So, you know, I just love what uh, what those two guys bring to the table from an edge standpoint. Speaking of edge, um, where do you see Kyle Kuzma in your rotation now? Uh, again, Kuz is one of our most important players. You know, another starter-level player uh, that, that we may look at in the starting lineup. Um, obviously, uh, Danny Green is not here. We've traded him. Um, we brought in Schroeder. We brought in Wes Matthews. We, Alex Crusoe started in, in the playoffs last year. Uh, Kyle Kuzma started some games for us last year, and, and he's definitely a starter-level player. So, um, you know, these are all the, the answers that will reveal themselves uh, as we get into camp. Um, but but the, the biggest answer to the question is he's one of our most important players. We don't win a championship without Kyle Kuzma last year. And I don't believe we can win a championship without Kyle Kuzma this year. So, um, you know, what, what, whether they come into the game as uh, off the bench or as a starter uh, is less important to me. I just know that he's one of our most important players. Frank because Vogel, of all of the uh, – just ahead, quick follow-up. Because of all of the rumors about him uh, possibly being traded, have you had to go to him – to kind of help him navigate through these rumors, or do you just sort of allow him to just work with his own team through that process? No, I mean, we're always communicating uh, with our guys, um, but most most of the guys in this league, they understand rumors are just rumors. You know, if something ever gets to become real, if there's ever any real interest, uh, Rob Plink will communicate with that with the player, um, but it's never come to that point with, with Kuz. We don't, we don't want it... Uh, uh, look to move Kuz. We, we think Kuz is a, a necessary ingredient for us to uh, win another championship. So, like I said, he's one of our most important players. And, um, you know, if, if, if anything were ever to come close with a player, you know, at that point you communicate with them. But otherwise, you know, these guys know the business and rumors are just rumors. So we had Jared Dudley on yesterday, and uh, we asked him about – uh, a million things, and, you know, he's he's great in your locker room, obviously. But we asked him how he celebrated. He talked about how him and the guys, you know, they went uh, all masked up to Vegas or whatever for a few days and whatever. How did 
you celebrate, Frank? Like, how did you take it all in once you finally got back home and were able to see your family after all that time, uh, you know, away from them and whatnot? What, what was it like for you when you could kind of decompress and celebrate? Did you eat a plate of onion well, rings? <laughs> you know, I think I, there might have been some onion rings in there at some point. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> uh, I celebrated very differently than I would have celebrated had it not been a pandemic. Right. I'll, I'll start by saying that. Um, most of it, I think actually all of it was just, uh, just with my family. You know, um, my wife and I took a trip, uh, you know, to a, to a beach somewhere. We won't get into all that, but we, we took a trip together, which was fantastic. And, um, the four of us, my two daughters and my wife and I went out to some fun dinners, uh, here in town, um, you know, to basically say, Hey, this is, we, we can't really celebrate with a party or anything like that. So this is our celebration. And we, we had some, uh, we had a lot of fun, just the four of us, you know, so, um, you know, I really appreciated that part, but it would be different, obviously, if, uh, if it wasn't a pandemic. We also did some FaceTime, uh, you know, FaceTime parties with some of my family back east. Nice. That's pretty awesome, awesome. man. Now, now, let me ask you this. One last thing, and then I will update you on the poll about onion rings before we let you go. And we appreciate uh, you taking the time to uh, not only answer our basketball questions, but, of course, our nonsense, as always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... What does it mean? Like you, you look, you know this game, right? Like you, you, you've been involved in this sport for a long time. You know, you've worked for a lot of great coaches. You've worked at a lot of cool organizations and great organizations. But it's different with this one. Like I think that I look at them as the crown jewel of the NBA, the Lakers. And what does it mean for you to be part of the group that brought this team back to prominence? Well, it means the world to me. You know, it's a great source of pride to me. Um, you know, to be a part of this, this championship and, you know, especially from where the Lakers have been, uh, you know, in terms of not having won a championship in 10 years, you know, and not being in the playoffs for the last six years, um, you know, to be able to be a part of the group that, uh, got us back on top, uh, is a great source of pride, uh, for me. And, and like you said, you know, the Lakers are the crown jewel franchise in the NBA, you know, it's a, it's a destination for, for all free agents and, uh, everybody wants to play here, and um, you know the history is is only matched with the the Boston Celtics in terms of number champ number of championships won, and um, you know we're hoping to change that this year actually. But <laughs> um, it is a great source of pride just to be able to uh, to be part of this group here with the Lakers. Well, you're one of the great guys in this sport, and and we love having you on, and you know you're always so gracious with your time. And here's the poll on the way out. You ready? It was, uh, you know, only a couple of minutes, eight minutes uh, that's been up there. So I phrased it this way. So Frank Vogel and I both discussed we don't like onions, but love onion rings. How many of you are on board with us? And the answers are I'm with you or you guys are weird. Okay. And (laughs) it's, it's not so bad, Frank. 59% 59% think we're weird, but 41% of the audience is with us. So I feel like that's better than where I thought it was going to be. Oh, that's disappointing. I would have gone the other way. I think you just got to only choose the people that don't like onions. Like, if you only, like, uh, you know, use that group right there, then I'll bet of all those people, I'll bet there's more than 50% like onion rings. Coach, Perhaps. coach, coach, 
I know it's going around, but we're not doing any sort of overturning of any elections. Right now, <laughs> it's been the people have spoken. Stop yes, trying to this, bob and weave. Yeah, this has been certified, Frank. That's that's where we're at here. So I uh, think there's fraud involved here. There must be some fraud involved. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Vogel, head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers, world champion, Frank Vogel. Uh, Frank, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for making time for us. Happy holidays if we don't talk to you before then. Good talking to you guys. Thank Take you, care. Sir. There he is, Frank Vogel with us here. Always fun, LZ, to talk to coach. That was a, a fun time. Absolutely. Um, I was not expecting the onion ring answer. I'm but it was great. It was great. And that's that's the stuff that you and I uh, tend to do to people. So, like, we uh, we have fun, weird conversations with them. Uh, coming up next, speaking of weird, things are getting weird with the Raiders. We'll tell you why in just a moment. Stick around. We are back in four and a half minutes on 710 ESPN.